Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, season three, episode 20. Thank you for listening. So, I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with the team, Tom Hazelden. Hello. Anna Neary. Hello. And Lucy Wilson. Hi. Today, we are going to intrigue your ears with a chorus line, Big the Musical, Elton John's new musical, and how can we improve West End Theatre? So, kicking us off to start the show, Lucy. It's me. You kick us off with your article. It's you. Kick, kick. <laughs> Step <ball> change. <laughs> In the brick. Good yeah. save. Uh, so, Elton John. It's going to be one John. of these podcasts. <laughs> Has Elton John has written a new musical. No way I hear you say. Well, I say yes way. No way. And it is The Devil Wears Parada, the musical. <laughs> Parada? <laughs> Parada. Is that not how you say it? Parada. Parada. I thought it was Parada. Oh, I thought it was Parada, Parada. Like, like the design. Parada. <laughs> I've always said Parada, It's like not a Spanish Parada. parade. Well... There we go. I've learnt something new, handbag. and you've made me Parada. look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now that I've been educated, um, Elton John is at the music helm for this this scoring project. Um, so they've taken the Easy Watch film, which was made in two thousand and one seven two two thousand one. Votes are in. Let's see who's right. Hang on a minute. I reckon I'm a year out. Can I just say, like, we don't use the word helm enough. If if we could use that in our vocab a bit more, then yeah. Let's what do were your that. votes? 2007. 2001. And 2002. I reckon it's 2008. It was 2006. You should have oh, stayed with I, I, did, I did say I was a year out. Tom, you were the closest. Um, so... It's coming to Chicago first in July 2020, the 14th of July to be specific. Um, it will then likely move over to Broadway in New York if it's a big hit. So it's not saying yes or no yet. Um, the question that everyone wants to know, is it coming to the UK? Well, we don't know yet. Basically, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but they're likening it to Elton's John. Elton John's other scored musical of The Lion King, which started out in Minnesota in 1997. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, something funny? Hilarious. Yeah, just like... <laughs> Devil Wears Bride at Lion to The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, well, Meryl Streep's played by a baboon. Uh, <laughs> no, they're saying if it's anything like the success that yeah, Elton yeah, yeah. John had with The Lion oh, King... Um, it quickly moved to the Big Apple the same year, and then two years later, it was at the Lyceum Theatre in the West End, which it still is and has is now in its 20th year. So yeah. if it's as successful as that was, hopefully we should see it soon. Um, no news to who will be playing what parts yet, as in what actors and actresses they have involved. Um, but what we do know is that it'll be directed by Tony winner Anna DiChaparro. Wouldn't it be um, great if they got Meryl Streep for her part? I mean, and Hathaway yeah, and Emily Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could all so do good. it. They literally could all do it, but they, they've all they won't, will they? Um, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them at least would do it. Like, out of all John? of them, I yeah. reckon if, it'd if be if Emily it's on, Blunt. If it was on Broadway, not if it was in Chicago. Well, no if offense, it goes Chicago. really well, they might go into a film. Well, 
the film musical may be around the corner. Who knows? Um, so if you don't know what the film's about, here's a brief synopsis. It's about a girl called Andy who wants to be a magazine writer. And although she has no interest in fashion, she finds herself as an assist, a second assistant to the editor at Runway, which is a very prestigious magazine in the US. Um, her boss is really terrifying. That's Meryl Streep's part. Um, and just constantly mocks Andy who is played by Anne Hathaway um eventually there's kind of this battle between them they begin to kind of get on and like each other and it kind of leaves you on a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of the film doesn't it um Emily Blunt plays the first assistant to Meryl Streep's part so they're kind of like a trio and there's also um who plays the the kind of the guy, he's really famous. Someone help me. You know, um, Noel Noel Edmonds. <laughs> not Noel Edmonds. <laughs> the bald guy with glasses. Uh, ah, Stan Stanley Tucci. Oh, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Thank you, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Stanley um, Tucci in The Devil Wears Parada. <laughs> 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 yeah so he he is another like i would say quite a good like cameo part who like kind of brings the three together a bit as well he's kind of like the ear to the three girls so yeah it's another very female heavy like show that's new and i'm excited for Ooh, that it's just a good. shame we ne- may never see it who i'm knows? sure we will yeah i'm sure we will i'm yeah, sure we will sure we'll. Cool, awesome article. Anna, on to you and your article, please. Um, So mine is not really, an, well, it is an article, but not really. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm just going to... Don't know what that means. No. <laughs> so I went to, I was quite lucky enough to go to the gala night, so the opening night for Big the Musical at the Dominion Theatre. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it was uh, good. Um, so I'm just reading a review that What's On Stage did. Um, and my thoughts are kind of quite similar to the review. So I thought I would just read little parts of the review to let you know what I thought. Um, so it's obviously based on the 1988 Tom Hanks movie, uh, Big. Toy which... Story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously it was, uh, everyone's seen the film, right? Of Big. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I yeah. introduced yeah. Lucy to it. Big oh, fan. I've not watched it. Yes, you have. What's it about? When Tom Hanks... Tom Hanks turns into an adult. He's well, a, he's a kid, he's a kid and, he and he turns, turns into an adult. adult. Oh, with the, the Volta the machine. And the, yeah. dance, oh, I love yeah. that film. They dance on the piano. Yeah. 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 Oh, mate, yeah. that's one of the best films in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she hasn't seen it. Five minutes ago. <laughs> she'd never heard of this film. I just am not good with names, as you could tell in the article that I just yeah. did. Okay. Right. <laughs> Carrying on. Um, so, obviously, the film is a big um Um, but by contrast this musical version lasted barely six months on broadway and has taken over 20 years to reach the west end which we know about from uh the song challenge we did because in 1996 that's when big musical was released for myself, Tom, and Lucy, because that's yeah. all the year we were born. Yeah, but we didn't actually pick any songs from it. No, true. While it was unlikely to be uh, anyone's 
favourite. Um, the score and the staging of the show um, is, yeah, fairly... It's, it is good. The thing is, it wasn't the best thing i ever seen, but it wasn't the worst. Um, and the thing is, unfortunately, when Big the Musical came out, Rent also came out at the same time. Ah, I see. And that was the problem. Um, Rent just obviously took over yeah. Broadway that year um, in 1996 like... so it never really got that moment um, yes um, so you say it wasn't great what was not great about so, it so yeah that's the part I'm getting to so so Jay McGuinness as much as I do not like celebrity casting he was really good at that part I'm not yeah, surprised because he, he is he a singer was, and he, he went was, on Strictly he was really good he even he acted it so so well he had it down to a t going because he made it really sweet that's what you thought about about it like the film you go oh that's such a sweet film it was such a sweet musical but i could not tell you one song from that show that stood out really i could not tell you a song at all that i thought oh yeah that song was really good i couldn't i can't even remember any of the songs it's interesting um kimberly walsh um wasn't mm, it wasn't the best. Really? Unfortunately, no. Um, and, oh gosh, what's the guy? Matthew Kelly. Mm-hmm. Matthew he, Kelly, yeah. Yeah, who plays and the... Stars in your eyes. Plays the toy company yeah, boss. Yeah, boss. Right? He was not good at all. Really? Um, People said... I saw a few reviews saying that he added some fun to the character and kind of no. took it his own mm-hmm. own way. No? The thi- the, I'll get to my point in a minute. The chorus was flat. Really? There was some parts. It was nice because there's so many parts for chorus to play. It isn't just based on the two leads. There are lots of scenes where there's parts for the chorus members to come in and like be characters for that scene. But they made it flat. I don't know what happened, but there were some bits of the show and I was like, what's happening? Oh. Like, I just, like I just would zone out and I was like, what's, what's going on? But then the some bits were so strong. The dancing was phenomenal. Bearing in mind, Jay McGuinness and Kimberly Walsh have both been on Strictly. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the dancing was so strong from everyone. The chorus were really good. So ha- I have a feeling they cast dancers rather than singers. Yeah. Sounds like a show for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was really good. But unfortunately, and I think we've we've all been to the Dominion because we've all seen Bat out of hell there. It is a very hard state mm. it is a very hard theatre to fill and that's what Matthew Kelly had the problem with. You could not understand anything he was saying because it was so such a big theatre. He didn't perform to the theatre. Oh, it was see. so annoying. Um and Luckily, with Bat Out of Hell and We All Rock You, the music is so loud and can, like, volumise the yeah. theatre. Whereas with Big, it the music's not that loud and it's all quite sweet and intimate moments and you can't capture that in that theatre, unfortunately. Um, the theatre was too big. Ray. Yeah, way too big. But the set was amazing. Um, and, I like, they were using, like, new technology and things and it really worked with the show. Um yeah, they had like a circular arch um, that was part of the stage and it would revolve around uh, around uh, around the centre of the stage so it would change the set as it went round. Oh, cool. So it was really clever. Um, the piano scene was phenomenal. Really? That was so good. Jay McGuinness like, had it down. It was so good. And also um, 
the transformation from when he's young going into the boy. Uh, no, when he's young going into the adult and going from the adult into the boy again was really well done. I didn't know how they do it. How they did it visually. Yeah, oh, you okay. saw it and you're like, how did that happen? Ah. Um, which is re- is really good. Um, Wendy Peters, who was the mum, I thought was a bit old. What her character? Um, or she was too old. She was to play too that old character. to play that part, unfortunately. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I the review on what's on stage kind of said a lot of the things, like saying the chorus was a bit flat, and I agree with that. Um, it and it's not on for a very long time. I think it's only on until like the beginning of November. Yeah, it's not so. Long it's um, run at it's all. only on for like the five panto weeks. Will go in there, won't it? Um, no, I think White Christmas is going in. Oh, there. White Christmas, followed by the P- Prince of Egypt. So the yeah. Dominion's got a lot of things like lined up, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it was okay. Um, yeah, we were like a, it. Mm. Mm, it wasn't. The th- it, it had a potential to be really good. Yeah, maybe and in a smaller theatre, it yeah. might work a bit better. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but yeah, it was it was see. good. Um, but obviously there was lots of famous people there that I got to see, um, like Craig Revel Hallwood. Did you take selfies with them? No. Why? Because I was working, and I well, I was representing Make a Wish, so no, I wasn't. I see. <laughs> um, who else did I meet? Tom from The Wanted. Cool. Carrie Ellis. Um, cool. Cheryl Cole was there, but um. She came like three stage door, I think. Oh. Um, with oh, what's the other one from Girls Aloud? Nicola. Yeah, yeah, could her. be her. Um, who else was there? Christopher Biggins was there. Oh, Biggins. Paula Grady, and then a few like West End stars, like Brenda Edwards was there, and Carrie Ellis was there. Do you remember Ridian from the X Factor? Yeah, he yeah. was there. Um. Loads of YouTubers who I had no idea who they were, like Jack really? Maynard. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> Connor but, Maynard's brother. Yeah. yeah. No idea. Saffron Barker. Yeah. Um, Justin Fletcher. Who's on Strictly. Yeah. Mm. Um, Justin Fletcher, a.k.a. Mr. Tumble was yeah. there. Was he? Yeah. Um, Interesting that he was there. Yeah, he's... Um, oh, uh, because he's part of Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish, ah, so he was see. there. Um... Uh, there was someone from RuPaul's Drag Race, but I can't remember who it was. Okay. Um, I have to get a picture up. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. It cool. Was a, it was a really good night overall. It was like a really good atmosphere, but the show itself, um, oh, it was, uh, I had yeah, it was a bit underwhelming, but it was good. Like, go see it. Um, but if you can afford it, yeah, it's not it's not the best thing. What are the prices? I don't know. Dominion prices. No, what's that? Are they? I think so. I vaguely remember having a look online and they were... I I think, like... I I haven't seen the show, so I don't really want to say that I have anything against it, but I feel like the prices are too expensive for what what you get for your night. Mm. But, I mean, mean, Anna could probably expand on that. I'll I'll Google. I don't know how much prices were. Crazy, mm-hmm. but even the programs were big. Were they? What yeah. like extra big? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a like a um a three sized wow program. That's a bit quite too like... big. That <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a one. <laughs> no, they weren't there. Oh. Oh. Um, but yeah, I agreed with Jay McGuinness as 
casting because I think he suits that part. Whereas I wish they didn't put a celebrity as Susan, who was Kimberly Walsh's part because um, she just just didn't suit it. She didn't like you know when at the end. Spoiler: anyone hasn't seen Big when he tells her at the end like he's thirteen years old and stuff. Yes. She there was just that like no there was you could not see the emotion behind her. Yeah. And it's meant to be obviously a really an emotional bit, like she like really loves him and he's going back to being a child and you just didn't capture that from her. My you God. got it from him, but you couldn't and it was really annoying. <laughs> but yeah. I bet. Oh well. Yeah. Cool. There you so, go. That was my review. Tom, onto your article, please. Uh my article is about chorus line. Uh they're making chorus line into a ten part Netflix series. Um Whee! What? Cool. They're not just doing... A bit like Fame did back in the day. Yeah, they're not just doing the musical. Like I think there'll still be songs from it and it will still be the story of Chorus Line, but they're expanding on it, so it goes a bit further than the show itself. Cool. Um, it's being produced by Ryan Murphy, who won a Tony last year for The Boys in the Band, which was a revival. Um, and it's kind of... There's been a fair bit of... TV film adaptation stuff like um the prom which we spoke about yeah uh yeah there's no um no release date or anything yet but it's uh, it's definitely happening and i thought that was very cool do you think it'll come very over cool. here or just just in america um i think it'll probably just be and I, I don't know actually i i reckon it will maybe start on the us netflix and then Come over here once they finished watching it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Cool. Yeah. I just thought that was, uh, that sounded good. Very cool. Sounds awesome. So the stage uh, produced an article asking uh, like industry professionals, but they changed their name and their photos to protect them and asked them the question, how can we improve West End theatre? So I have two questions. Firstly, how can we improve West End Theatre? Like, as audience members, what would be better for us? And then I'll ask them my other question once you've answered this one. Can I just, uh, just before we go ahead with that, I've just got the tickets up for big. Um, they're okay prices. Uh, you can get tickets in the stores for £45 right at the back, which is not bad. That's um, where I was for the show. When yeah. I saw it, and you could see the whole stage, so it's not that bad. There are some quite expensive ones, but it's it's not actually as bad as I remember seeing. Maybe it was like pre general public sale prices. Mm-hmm. Um, the most expensive ticket is a hundred quid, ninety six pound, which is it's like not ridiculous. Store, which is which crazier. is fine. Elf, they were like two hundred and fifty quid or something. That's but ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd uh, not <laughs> not as much as as I initially thought. So maybe cool. it is worth thirty quid. Yes, um, fair enough. So I how think, to improve theatre? Yeah, yeah. As as an audience member, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it needs to be like made more accessible by for anybody to go. Lower and, prices. Yeah, like that's the way to do it. Like put and make it not so elitist. Like I like the etiquette of theatre, and that when you go in, like. You don't speak well, there's performance going on, all of that, like that kind of etiquette and the kind of um, rules that you get when you go into a theatre. I like that. 
but I wish that people wouldn't feel like it was a certain type of people who went to theatre. I wish that, like, a 30-year-old builder, male, felt like he could go and watch a piece of theatre with his girlfriend. Like, when you look around the theatre, you do see certain stereotypes, I think. I think if you're really, really old or you're... Uh, if you're really, really rich, sorry, or you're really, really poor, then you can get quite easily into the theatre like lots of means to to be able to cover you but if you're just like not really rich or not really poor and you're somewhere in the middle and you're also not a kid then there's nothing really and i also feel like like you were saying like a stereotypical sort of like laddie builder is not going to go and see a play because all the plays we have in the west end well i'm sure they're all great they're all very like um i don't know how to say it they're all a bit Upper yeah i have a word in my head but i can't say it on the podcast they're a bit like i don't know it's not the sort of general appeal that you're going to have for like a wide range of audience it's like you know just trying to think of like like the inheritance like was was supposed to be amazing and like a really really progressive piece of theater for like lgbtq people but like like you said, a, a stereotypical builder, laddie bloke is not going to want to go and see a, a play about someone living with, with being gay, basically. And I'm not saying that we should stop that. I just think, like, I know what you mean. It's like it's a bit elite. You need mm-hmm. there's there's not there's not a lot of stuff that has a wider appeal unless you go and do musicals. But then musicals are seen as a bit cheesy or girly you know who's not like you could take someone like that to go and see it I, mm. yeah anyway i think there needs to be more diverse and new shows mm-hmm. i agree um i don't i feel like there has to be a certain standard for a show to be on the west end um which i get to some extent because you want good quality shows but i feel a lot of shows that are good quality don't get the opportunity to go on the west end which is an absolute shame um so yeah, I think there needs to be more diversity and the opportunity for new shows to go in because it's either shows from Disney or revivals or something from Broadway that is coming in. When when was the last time? I mean, like something like everyone's talking about Jamie that's just come out from the woodworks. That's what you want, things mm-hmm. like that. I think... Uh... Well, there's a couple of things, I think. I think Lucy was saying accessibility about people being able to watch it, but I also think there's an accessibility issue of literally accessibility, like if you're in a wheelchair or Mm. if you're disabled. Like my friend, someone that I work with, um, she's not in a wheelchair, but she gets wheelchair priority seats because she's, um, she's got a disability, so she has a blue card and stuff. And she says like you have to be on a waiting list and then you have to have a special card for them to either consider you to sit there and like that's awful there's the 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 place the place that i work there's two wheelchair seats because the but you can't the 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 building will only allow two wheelchair seats because they physically if they have to do any construction or anything like the building's not going to hold up but newer theatres like the Dominion and any, anywhere in the West End, really, there's no excuse for it. Um, 
I can't. I literally can't believe that they have to be on a waiting list to get tickets for a disabled. Well, seat. not there not, just be not like... all the time, but like, but for for a lot of theatres, because there's so few seats. You know, if if you've got someone in, then you know, if you've got two people in, for example, and it only holds two, then you're gonna have to look for a different night. Um, I I just think there should be looking into that a bit more. Um. The other thing on that same topic is that um, if you've ever seen a watermill show at the Watermill Theatre in Newbury, I recommend you go and see one of their um, BSL integrated shows. So they do sign language shows, but instead of just someone signing on the side, they're two people that they have signing, like rehearse with the actors and basically perform on stage. They are part of the show. Um I was just like, why is this not like the norm? Like, <laughs> otherwise, you just have to like look to your right the whole time, and then what's the point in seeing mm. the show? Yeah, you're just seeing someone like make shapes at, with their hands at you. You know, like at least when they're on stage, you can you can take in the whole show and you can see what's happening, you see people's expressions, and you don't have to worry about like going, oh, what what are they saying? Like, you can yeah. you can do both. Um, the, going, sorry, sorry. Going no, back go to what you were saying about wheelchairs, I've done shows before like ballet school shows that children do and we sort out the tickets and the seats ourselves and kind of hire a hall that has a stage and do it that way and we do it that you buy a seat and then if you do have like need wheelchair access or something you just let us know and we make sure that that is possible I know that's not possible in a theatre where things are kind of more permanent and where we put out chairs it's a bit more temporary but you would never say, actually, no, there's already somebody in a wheelchair coming to this show, so you can't come watch it. Like, that yeah. is insane. Like, they I should get... make sure that that can be a possibility. Like, the like the theatre I work in, for example, they have they they do two because they don't have a lift because, like I said, they can't really do any construction on it. So it's just they're the two chairs they can take out or the four <laughs> chairs they can take out so they can fit two wheelchairs in there. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I I mean, like there's they do so much revamp and stuff on on theater surely i mean i i, I don't know because i i never had to experience it myself but you'd think like the mayflower's just done a huge sort of revamp of everything inside you think like well if you're doing that then surely you can make mm. make the seats more accessible yeah. i don't i'm not saying the haymarket uh, the mayflower have um not done that i don't know what the seats are like there are just use that as an example because they recently redone um yeah mad yeah it's interesting because a few theaters i know have removable seats so they can allow for a row of able-bodied people or they can remove that row like a whole row and then um it makes it accessible for for wheelchair users so um yeah a kind of this day and age is not really an excuse for it um There was something, I can't remember if we were speaking about it on our podcast or not, but I was listening to someone have a conversation about this the other day, and I think it was on the podcast, and someone was making the point, it wasn't anything to do with this really, it was about something different, I think it was about ticket prices, it was on the podcast, and somebody had said, they will keep doing it as long as you keep paying. Oh, yeah, and I, it's... I said that as uh, Willie McKendy said it on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. you said that. And it's kind About of applies, Olivia, yeah. it kind of applies here as well, because if we keep accepting that it's the norm to only allow two people to have, like, 
wheelchair spaces and we keep buying tickets to that theatre, they're going to keep allowing it to happen. Mm. And it kind of, in a way, you think it... It doesn't. It shouldn't have to fall to us because the people in charge of the theatres should sort it out. But mm. if we're going to keep supporting them, then they're not going to change anything. Mm. On the flip side of this as well, I think you're on about how we can make West End theatre better. I personally think, and I don't think it's that you should stop doing it, but I think I'm. But I'm going to use that word just for the sake of it. I think we should just stop stunt casting and i think that's the sort of thing that like falls in that gray area because if you keep if we keep going and paying to see it to see people that have been stunt casted then they will keep doing it but also if you're on about trying to make theater more accessible to people then they do that so that people will go and see like yeah. i'm sure loads and loads and loads of people have got like young people have gone to see waitress because joe sugg is in it um and yeah. same with uh with Carrie Hope Fletcher in in like well everything she does <laughs> it, like I mean it's <laughs> slightly different with her because she that is, is she, she is does. a yeah, musical exactly, theatre performer yeah. she just happens to have a social presence but you know like they did Connor Maynard he was cast in Kinky Boots as Charlie Price on Broadway and it's like what I but, still can't yeah. believe the thing that. is with this like because I agree with stunt casting but after having watched Big and watching Jay McGuinness play that part, I was like, I couldn't see anyone else play that part because yeah. he was that good. I couldn't fault him. But then he's and been think, trained properly. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. I think he is right for that part. It's when someone like is doesn't suit the part at all and you go, what? Yeah. Like, which is a lot of the stunt casting all the time. So I agree to some extent. But, but like also... It ne- they need to suit the part. Also, Which though, like the issue half the time. Also, like, um, regardless of how good they are, I think it just looks tacky, and it doesn't really f- give musical theatre or like a, a. It's it's like um. I don't know. It's it's like if a if a guy wears like boxers then he's fine but if a woman wears like her underwear then you know it's like why why is she dressed like that it's the same with like i'm so confused well let me explain it's it's the same (laughs) as like if you if you stunt cast a celebrity in a play then it's like oh cool that's that's what they do they're famous they're they're in plays if you put a celebrity in a musical then it's like oh why like what why are you doing that just to put bums on seats I do get it, though. It's tricky for, like, the producers of these shows because they are a bit between a rock and a hard place. They probably Mm. know that it looks tacky to put someone like that in. And for the proper theatre people, most of the, like, people who are really, really into theatre probably won't like it some of the time, slash most Mm. of the time. However, they also have to try and get more audiences Mm. in because once you've seen a show, you're not necessarily ever going to go and see that show again. I mean, I have seen the same show twice. Exactly. You need to keep getting audience in. And if that is one of the ways to do it, then I I kind of, yeah. The other other thing I was going to say, though, was like, I appreciate that. I I have, like I said, I haven't seen it. I appreciate that Jay McGuinness was probably amazing. Think of how many people train every single year. You're telling me out of all of those people that have graduated, there's not one person that would that would like would fit it. Um, 
But he also trained. Yeah, I know, but he's... <sighs> yeah, well, sometimes they do it just yeah. to get people through mm. the door. And no, like, exa- oh, exactly. Awesome show. And then they'll switch it because yeah. the celebrity will yeah. go and do other stuff because and they're already a, a face. Run. It's not on for very long. Yeah. It, ju- it just frustrates me because I just think it's like... I get it. Could be someone's it. big breakout part. Yeah, that upsets true. me a lot. But equally, I do think it's a tricky one for the producers of these shows. True. But dear Evan Hansen, they've not stunt casted no. at all. And people no, I'm are so happy shocked. about that. His people literally so come from like proper stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Yeah. Sort have of. faith in the source material. Okay, cool. Well, it's good to hear. It's good to know. And you never know who's listening to this. So, yeah, they may have some feedback or... Or just say, you are wrong. But it is just our opinions at the end of the day. So my other question to you is, that's West End Theatre. How can we improve Amdram Theatre? Because I feel that it has a massive stigma attached to it. As soon as the word amateur is used, I know a lot of people use like different terms, community theatre, and a lot of people shorten it to amdram like we do um so the word amateur isn't associated with it so what do you think we can do to improve amateur theater see this is where i'd kind of agree with stunt casting like you (laughs) need you need a select well yeah (laughs) like you you need a select like okay we spoke about chesney hawks ages ago you know what i was just gonna say that right as soon as you hear Chesney Hawks, you're like, that's interesting. I want to go and see that. I wonder what he's doing. Interesting. See, I disagree with you there. I What's the point in doing that? amateur theatre if you're not going to put if amateurs in the room? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying that like, it, it creates like a, a bit of a buzz yeah, about I the get show. That. Whereas like, you're in the middle of the West End, like, you know, you're going to sell tickets regardless. Anyway, that's not, that's not what I was going to say. I just thought like... It's no, interesting it was, it was, ju- it was that, just a though. joke. It's Honest- interesting that you say that. Honestly, I think Go on. the groups generally that I have seen of amateur dramatic groups, there is usually somebody that will... It's It can be clicky, basically. It can be very clicky. And I think if you are turning up to an amateur group by yourself where you don't know anybody, you'd have to have some balls to stay. Fair enough. So that's on the group to kind of make that person feel Not all of the time. Most of the people that I know through Amateur Dramatics are lovely. But usually it just takes one or two people to turn that friendly atmosphere a little bit sour. I get that. Um, And also the thing that we said before about there being more drama off stage than on. Like Agreed. I think a lot of the problem with Amateur Dramatics is the stuff that happens off stage. Um, Fair enough. I think, uh, in to some extent, is almost treating it like a professional show. Yeah. Don't call it amateur. You all want the same goal at the end of the day and putting on a good show. Um, so I think treating it like a professional production. Um, yeah. Is a start because I think a lot of people don't put in the effort. I agree. Half the time. Um, I think you get the people who are like, oh, well, I'm just yeah, here for fun. For fun. And, and well, that, go it's to the pub balance. for fun. It's that balance. <laughs> but yeah, you do need to feel like you're putting on a professional show. I agree. And then that will then, like, and it's the word of mouth as well and things like that. And if you're acting that professional, then that word of mouth gets around. And I think it's really hard, but it almost you need some sort of professional 
actors to be like amateur theatre is good. Mm. Yeah, we where need, are the? Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, people? I've heard Dan Buckley talk about Agreed. amateur theatre, yeah. and, and he Scott used Page. to do that. Yeah, he used exactly. to do amdram. Yeah. So, and like, it's like we just need those people to to support amateur theatre. Yeah. We don't have that support from anyone from professional. Look theater. at me now. I, well, came I don't from know Amdram. if that's true. Terry, Pr- if Terry Pratchett used to do that. Mm. Yeah, but has been that influential? Not that we. Do you know think of. it's because they haven't? Like the people who are at the top, do you think it's because they haven't had any experience with amateur dramatics? Mm. It'd be interesting to see, actually, whenever I've done shows, like the groups that I've been with have never thought to like message people in theatre to ask them to come and watch shows. Mm. Like, why don't people do that? That would be a good thing to do. Yeah. And even if like you reached out to one person, they came and watched one of your shows once. There's a handy tip, that. That'd be a good idea, that. Yeah. I don't know why I never good. thought of that before. And it got, I, at the cost of a ticket or two tickets is yeah. nothing really in the and grand scheme of Prosecco, things. I'd go for that. Yeah, exactly. And then I think that goes on to what I was going to say next in how you sell the show. Yeah. How you advertise it. If yeah. you've mm-hmm. got a rubbish poster that you did on Word Art. <laughs> <laughs> Step the game up. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you need, again, it's treating it like as professional, having good trailers, having good promotion. Yeah. Having the cast on board to. Sh- to share everything and yeah. post leaflets and like, or whatever it takes or doing those things like you yeah. said. Not being afraid to ask no. for help in that yeah. sense because quite often it's all put down to people at the top, like either the director, choreographer, um, the word's gone out of my head. Producer? No, no. Musical director? Head of the society. Chairman. Oh, chairman. There we go, thank you. Chairperson. Whether it all is always down to those sorts of people to get everything like that done. Yeah. Why don't, like reach out somebody not, within the society yeah. like out of 30 plus people that are in the society must have a friend who has an aunt or something that has some experience in marketing it's who, who might know, just be it? able to say actually here you go i'll give you half an hour mm. for a free ticket to see the show like True. that you'd probably come see anyway use your platform yeah exactly. reach out yeah touch. reach out and you can even reach out to us because there's four of us on here and not bragging, but we know a lot of people and via this platform, we have met even more people. And can reach out to people. Exactly, and to a broad skill. So if you are looking for something specific and it fits within our time frame as we record every other week that we don't put a podcast out, then um, we we can put it out there for you and see if there's anyone out there and, and... make that connection and link so that's what we're there for please use us but it's interesting it's interesting to hear your thoughts actually Mm. i uh i think that um personally i think stop using society in your name um i'm not saying it's necessarily an easy decision because um committees aren't always willing to follow but i think society immediately screams amateur to me because it's a society of people that do it if you're nomads for example who we've spoken about then it's kind of ambiguous and you get people like oh i didn't know they were an amateur society you know what does it um, stand for it does we had this conversation oh, on ages. Sorry. It, we thought Brain it stood like for something but they didn't have a rehearsal space when they started so they'd move around oh, yeah, well, do you remember um yeah I, th- I think that um my second thought is not something that is like you're going to be able to do i mean this would be an issue with the venue 
stop performing in school halls and church halls, but you know, you need money to do that and theatres cost a lot of money, so that's uh not easy to do. They do, it's, but then make a you get the build a fundraising yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um and the other thing I was gonna say is I think it's something that also you can't control. It's just you need good people, like people that are dedicated and are gonna sell the show and are gonna perform well. And sometimes you don't always have that. Sometimes you have people that aren't great on stage or that aren't dedicated backstage and that's just the way it goes. And I there's think, nothing you can do to change that, really. You can't stop people from coming in unless you've got high demand. I think linking to that, like, when people come to the audition, don't feel like you have to take everyone in to the cast if it's not going to be beneficial to the... Mm-hmm. Like, I know that sounds harsh, but if you want to be near, like, professional standards rather than we're doing this for fun, that's well, kind of the way it has to be. I always think if you're there for a chat, go to a book club, do exactly. something, go to yeah. the pub, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're there to perform and have fun as like a byproduct. Mm. But, you know, most societies go to the pub afterwards or go for a meal or something. So, you but know. The thing is, like, for if you're joining a group, then having fun will be performing. Mm. Yeah, true. Not talking. So do you think there is a difference between a, a theatre society and a community theatre society no i just think it's the same thing wrapped in a different piece of paper i feel like i feel like group is different i feel like community would be more like we accept anyone any age any ability whereas amateur theatre is we put on a show if you're good you're in it but it's still amateur we don't get paid for it i think that's the impression that it hopes to give but yeah. i think when you oh, like I unwrap i'm not it saying all, it necessarily means that. i think yeah, the yeah. product underneath is exactly the same, the same i do as well i think i think especially us doing like the news and socials each week and reading all the names of the groups and finding more about each group i do realize a lot of them are just the same i also mm-hmm. think one one last thing i also think that um you need to advertise externally for your production team um and well, and for your cast i guess as well but mainly for your production team because i've been in a position before in amdram where you don't have anyone to direct so someone that doesn't really want to do it directs anyway and then the show suffers as a as like a cause of it but you know if you advertise externally for directors even if you even if you don't get anyone you know at least you've tried um and that's that's a start to making a better end product surely also like if you're having the same face in the same position every single time that gets boring for the cast and the the like society as well like as a cast member yeah keep it fresh it was it was yeah it is is boring and it's boring for the audience because they'll Mm. see the same things start to come out exactly fair enough Cool. It's, it's really interesting to, Thanks, to hear what you think. So um, there is some very handy, helpful things there. But if you want to know any more, um, like I say, we have all been in and still are in Andram Societies. Um, I was chair. Lucy's choreographed lots. Anna is still performing. And Tom works in a theatre with, with like-minded people all day, every day. So, yeah, please do get in touch if you want any more advice. So, uh, let's move on to some of those Andram shows. News and social. Whoop, whoop. It is news and social, and I shall kick you off today with some dancing feet. It is 
42nd Street, and it is being performed. See, that was good. Thank you. By <laughs> MMCS. I've been practicing, Anna. <laughs> um, so, yes, they are based in Maidenhead, and they are performing 42nd Street from the 16th of October to the 19th of October. Tickets are available on maidenheadmcs.co.uk. And it doesn't tell me a ticket price on here, annoyingly, but they are performing at the Desborough Theatre in Maidenhead Town Hall in Maidenhead. So, yeah, if you want to go and see a classic, I don't know how they've got the rights for that. I wonder if it is a youth production uh, because it's... it's. I didn't think you'd get the rights for it. Yeah, I did it back in school, um, but that was before it went back onto the West End. So, yeah, maybe the, the rights are are available now. We'll have to have a look mm. into that. Cool. Tom, your show, please. I've chosen You're in Town. Um, it's a really good show. Uh, it's all about water. <laughs> and <laughs> love and stuff. It's really good if you get a chance to see it. Uh, it's being performed by the Phoenix Players. Uh, and I chose it because it's on, on my birthday. It's Aww. on the 16th of October to the 19th of October. Uh, with the matinee on the 19th at 2.30. Um, tickets are £14 or £10 for concessions. Or if you're going with a family, which is uh, two adults and two under-16s, it's £38, which I thought was uh, something that you don't really see with them. Nice. Uh, and also you can buy a program before if you want. Uh, it's being performed at the... Uh, well, the venue is, is called Stanley Halls, which is in London. Um, so yeah, if you're around, go and see them. They uh, they've been performing this this group. I was just reading this from the Ticket Source website. They've been performing in South London for thirty years. So whoa, um, nice. They're a, a well grounded society. Nice. And I'm sure it'll be a good show. So it is 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 a good show on its own. So there you go. Nice, Anna. Your show, please. Stand up and go and see Nomad Musical Theatre's Made in Dagnum musical. From the 9th to the 12th of October at the Newbury Corn Exchange. Um, tickets are £16 and £14 for concessions. Matinee on this, uh, Saturday at 2.30. Um, you can get tickets um, at Corn Exchange Newbury website or call their box office. And the uh, there's an age guide for this, actually, of 12 plus. It's a bit of swearing. I've been to some of their rehearsals and they sound amazing. Yeah, really good. And just to mention, uh, just to mention to Nomad's Musical Theatre, I thought I should mention, because I don't think we've actually mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, So Nomad's is a local theatre group to us and they've just recently won the Noda London Region Awards for Best, um, uh, winners for Best Musical for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert and Best Chorus for Priscilla, Queen Queen of the Desert. Thank That's you. Thank that you. was me. Well done. Here, have some applause. Thank you. Thank you. Stop. Cool. Lucy, your show, please. I have got Dangerous Liaisons. Oh. Do you? And, Where are they? And the show <laughs> is. No. 
Um, it's at the Bre- Bridewell Theatre, uh, which is in London, really central London near Covent Garden. Um, and this sounds really cool, so cool that I'd actually quite like to go see it myself. It's an original dance adaption, and the description is, Be transported to Hollywood where beauty is expected, abuses of power lurk under the shiny surface, and the rivalry of two high-powered producers set in motion a story that will create stars and destroy lives. Told through dance, experience an original adaption that brings dangerous liaisons crashing into the gender politics of 2019 Ooh. wow i'm afraid there are no ticket prices but it is running from the 15th to the 19th of october nice yeah go see it guys looks good cool, cool. yeah it sounds really cool mm. so uh yes that was all from our news and social whoop whoop it was so time for a game, I think. It is the middle of the show, so let's play Who's That Character? Who's That Character? Who, 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 who? Who is that character? character? It is Who's That Character? So the way that the game goes is I shall think of a theatre character and the team will take it in turns to ask me questions and I'll answer yes. Oh, no, until one of them guesses it. And today's prize is 1,000 ding-dongs. Oh, ding-dongs. Oh, love a good ding-dong. Can't afford ding-dongs, I'm Merrily afraid. On so bing we've bongs. got, oh, not bing-bongs. Who's your friend who ding likes dongs. to play? Um, bing-bong, no, bing-bong. They Good are. Makes you shout hooray. Ping-bongs. 1,000 ping-pongs today. Because we can't afford ding dongs or bing bongs, I'm afraid. Literally, I have no idea. What it's not about. within the budget. So, <sighs> I shall think of a theatre character. Okay, I thought of one. Is it a man? No. Is it? Because you say I always pick men, and it's not a man. Rodney from Only Fools and Horses. It's not Rodney from Only Fools and Horses because it's not a man. Is it? And it's not Roddy from Flushed Away. <laughs> Roddy St. James, please. I can't remember her name. I wanted to say, is it the girl from Flushed Away? Don't forget. No. Rita. 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 Ah. Don't forget to keep your legs straight when you hit the water. <laughs> is it Cassandra from Only Fools and Horses? <laughs> No. Does her name begin with an A? No. Huh. Tom. Is it? Is it a human woman? <laughs> is she human? Oh, well, I don't know if it's a, a, um, a woman. I said, is it a man? Doesn't mean it, he could be trying to trick us. Not he's mm. like. Okay, just a straight yes or no. No. <sighs> Is it Ariel from Return to the Forbidden Planet? No. Oh, damn. But I like you thinking. Is it an animal? Yes. Is it a cat? No. So that rules out Lion King and cats. <laughs> uh, well, there are other animals in the Lion King. Are there any other female animals? Mm. Oh, Rafiki is female. Mm. And I did mention Rafiki is earlier. Is it from a Disney musical? Yes. Is it from The Lion King? Yes. <laughs> is it Rafiki? <laughs> it's Rafiki from The Lion King. <laughs> we got that. 
Yeah, because when you ask, was she a human? I was like, well, yeah, she is, but that's the actress. You answered not correctly. The character. Oh, short and sweet jazz. So today. yes, well, you're welcome. It just depends on how your brains work. So that was who's that character? Who's that character? Who 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 is that character? character. That was. Who's that character? Now, on to a beautiful morning. Ba-da. Album of the week. Ba-ba-bum. Yeah. And a beautiful morning it is with album of the week. And our album of the week was... Oklahoma, the 2019 Broadway cast recording. No way. It was, Anna, yeah. your choice of Oklahoma, the 2019 Broadway recording. So, Anna, please do... Tell us a little bit more about it. Righty-ho. So, it was um, a revival on the classic Roger and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. Um, They had kind of revamped it in a new way. um, And it was... uh, It had premiered this year. um, And they had performed it in the round and kind of made it more modern day. and more accessible, I think is the right word. Oh, very good for for the sh- um for everyone and for the show. And they've made it quite intimate in the fact that, for example, they cook chili halfway through the show, and then during the interval, everyone eats the chili. So mm. it is a really good like atmosphere. Chili. Um, I I we did when Tom and I went to New York. Unfortunately, we didn't see it. Um, but I really really wish I had. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they had revamped. As the show as well as the songs so um hopefully it was a nice new twist and a fresh look on the songs yeah um um so yeah all the same songs from the original show um it's based obviously on the uh on the love story between curly and laurie um yes so uh nice. there you go lucy uh, what did you think of it i the original, I am um, like, take it or leave it, not really that bothered. But this version I actually really liked. I would give it four out of five mics. Nice. And I really Stay liked the way they've adapted it. I know that sounds stupid because that's the whole reason we've listened to it, really. But I really liked it. I think that you have to do things like that to move with the time or it just gets dull and boring and the same stuff over and over again and I was very hesitant to listen to the dream ballet as obviously that would be the, my favourite part of the show because it's ballet Um, and actually I was like I'm not going to like this because I like the rest of the album but ballet should be ballet blah 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 but I really like the way they've like revamped it up and I can actually imagine what the choreography might have been able to progress to be like because of the new way that they've recorded the music um so i was happy with that yeah and i actually really liked the guy's voice that it wasn't he wasn't singing like he was a musical theater person because the people in the show aren't musical theater people he was singing really in the accent and with the right twangs and he didn't wasn't concerned about like hitting the perfect notes he was concerned about portraying the character and the character really came through in the album so i was very pleased cool Awesome. Tom. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I was going to pick this one if Anna didn't uh, as an album of the week. Um, I love Oklahoma as a show uh, and it is a little bit outdated. Uh, so 
I like that they've modernized it a bit and I love what they've done with the music. Um, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning is my favorite song because it's just so overdone and everyone knows it and it's just sounds, it sounds so much better in this show than it ever did in the original. Um, Like Lucy was saying, I love the guy's voice, Damon Duar Dauno, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, He is, he's got such a good voice. I love Mm. his voice and I love the way they've, done it sort of i don't know if it's the right term but i love the kind of like yodeling they've put on it Mm. um i think it works so well and it just sounds so good and i could just listen to this album every single day and never get bored of it um how many mics you giving it five mics five mics whoa i'm gonna have to get a a trumpet sound because we're having so many five micers um joining the five mic club yeah Anna, what micage would you give it? Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, okay. Not not quite, but I do love it, and I love the revamp. Um, and I think it's for the best. Like, that, this is... Because sometimes you revive something and it's not as good, but I'm really glad this is different and new, um, which is really nice. My favourite song is Kansas City. Mm. Um, I really like that song. I don't, I don't like it in the original show, but I really liked this number. I also love how gentle this album is. Like, yeah. it's so aggressive whenever you see it done on stage by, like, a lot of Amdram groups do it. And it's it's usually, like, you know, a lot of people. And I've done Oklahoma, and I really enjoyed doing the show. But, yeah, looking back on it, it, it probably was quite aggressive in terms of the way the songs are sung and the way the show's done because it's, like, rough, tough cowboys. Yeah. But it's just like so relaxing, so gentle. Just fair album. enough. Yeah. Um, it wasn't for me, unfortunately. Um, I like that they've revamped it, and I like what they've done to take it so far away from the original, but still kind of keep the like um, authenticity from that. Um, I'm not a fan of the original Oklahoma. Um, and that's kind of still there for me. Um, I like that they've modernized it and brought it forward. Um, I completely embrace that. But yeah, just was my cup of tea. What about eating chili? Um, yeah, now that I can get on board yeah. with. That, Only if it's GF. That exactly, mm. yeah. Mm. That that is a different different chili? ball game. Can it, can I say as well? Just jumping back to something we were talking about earlier before you give it your micage. Um, we were on about accessibility and people watching shows last week in the podcast. We said that. Um, or two weeks ago, I guess, in the podcast, we said that um, the girl that plays Ado Annie's in a wheelchair. Um, that's something you can do to improve theatre. Like, yeah. why do we not have more disabled mm. performers? True. That are actually disabled, not people playing disabled the, performers, because yeah. that winds me up. I honestly don't think I have ever seen a performer that's been like in a wheelchair, for example. Um, I've probably seen disabled performers. I've seen... Uh, I saw a deaf girl in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream a few years back, and she was brilliant. Um, but you know, in terms of like specifically catering to wheelchairs, in this case, I don't yeah. know the last. I don't think I've ever seen someone in that position. So there's something I think you can do. Anyway, sorry, Jazz. How w- many mics? Wicked. Yeah, but she's not in a wheelchair. Is she? We spoke about this last week. She's in a wheelchair, but she has to. But she, she has to but move. She then stands. Yeah. She has to stand up. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, my kids, uh, probably only a 2.5 for me, I'm afraid. I, I appreciate what they've done to it, but yeah, just not my cup of tea, not my Fair listening. Enough. So, but 
it is it is what it is um i like the album yeah art cool. cover though that that yeah. i super do like simple. um yeah absolutely kept super simple but effective so cool awesome so let's spin the wheel and see who is going to be next between tom and i to present our album of the week Okay, so let's spin, spin that, that wheel. Wheel. That movie. Wheel. So out of time. <laughs> wheel. It is me. No way, Jose. Okay, and I have got a bizarre one for you this week. Oh, surprise, no. surprise. I, um, I'm not playing this week. Ones. It has actually <laughs> been born. That's not Be- a good start of a sentence. Because of the rest of you. And i tell you why. Because if you have been following along with our 30-day uh, song <laughs> challenge, you will know that I was born in a different year to oh, you. Oh, no, it's Bugs Bunny. <laughs> oh, to everybody oh, else. No. Bugs Bunny on so stage it is or whatever it's Bugs called. Bugs Bunny on Broadway. Oh, oh no. It's not very long. It's okay. not very long, okay? So, and it's very lighthearted. It's very, very um, <laughs> fun. And, yeah, kind of. Is it called Bugs Bunny on Broadway? Bugs Bunny on Broadway, oh. yeah. It didn't run for very long. What but does it, Batten it, Bunny mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it was on Broadway. Hey, it's got an overture, though. Uh, exactly. That's it. Anna's on board already. Hang like... on, hang on. It says here 1991. That is not the year you were born. The year will... No, the year it was released. Well. Yeah, that's the year it was performed. Get your facts right. Um, that's the year it was released. I do like Bugs the compilation. Oh, my goodness. But the year it was for first performed. What? Uh... Just yeah, I is know it, you've got like, so many questions. Yeah. Just listen to it, and you'll go. But, okay, got but, it. But Makes like, sense. have you have you googled it? Like, have you seen what it looks like on stage? Like, is it? No, there's no footage of like. No I don't know if there's any like photos. Like, if because I'm trying to picture if it's like a like mascot cartoon or, thing or someone in the air or like Lion King or someone in a mascot suit. I don't know. There's more research to be done on it. So cool. Okay. When I know, I'll let you know. Okay. But yeah, it is, It literally, take it with a pinch of salt. It's not serious listening like Oklahoma was. It's literally oh, the complete opposite. I thought it was so, the next Les Mis. <laughs> it, it should have been. No, it didn't run for very long, as you can guess. No, but, that would have um, been Speedy Gonzales, the musical. But it has got <laughs> some of your favourite Looney Tune characters in it. So, Good. yeah. And from what I can work out from the soundtrack, it is the legit voices as well. Okay. If not, they are very, very good. Okay. So, yeah, it was a new one on me. Um, Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. So, yes, please do listen along with us and let us know what you think of Bugs Bunny on Broadway. That was... So, Tom and Anna, I do believe you have some news for us. We saw a show. <gasps> My God, what did you see? Kiss me, Jazz. Sorry, ca- uh, kiss me, Kate. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were instructing them. Sorry. At the Watermill Theatre in Newbury. Very nice. And how was it? It was amazing. How amazing. So amazing. Can we make how a super cut of every time Anna's said that? 
What amazing! It was amazing. Like every time we've seen a show, it's like it was amazing. No, it was pretty awful. It was a- no, it wasn't. It was great. It just, I imagine if it was awful, Anna would be like, "It was amazing." It was amazing. Okay. Um, <laughs> how many mics would I give it? Yeah. How many if mics you would you give it? give it? I'd give it a four and a half. Oh. I would probably also give it a four and a half. Nice. It was really good. if you've ever seen kiss me kate the the, i personally think the show is not all that um which is why i wouldn't give it a five but the production that the watermill did the direction uh the cast were easily easily a five out of five the the only reason i'm knocking it down is is purely for the actual like script Mm. itself it's not great but the like choreography was so good. Like them obviously being actor musicians it's with the, their the first time it's ever well. been done as an actor muso performance oh my gosh. as well. It worked so well and it was so, so good. Um, yeah. Oh. Also, uh when we were well, when we were recording this anyway, last week, uh Kimmy Edwards, who plays uh Bianca in the show, uh had a really bad throat and she couldn't perform. So someone from their show that they're currently rehearsing for stepped in with like two hours notice to fill the part wow uh, crazy right she i think she had her script on the stage like with her just in case uh and she didn't do any of the dances but she learned the songs and she learned the lines um and apparently she was phenomenal uh which is just credit to wow. what actors go through but yeah the, it, I, I would say go and see the show but it will have ended by now and even if it hadn't there, there's like no way you would get tickets it was completely sold out but let us know if you Crazy. did see it and yeah. what you think it was so good but so so good yeah it was very faultless it was um, really good David Ricardo Pierce is uh, someone to keep your eye on uh, if, if you ever uh, if, if you ever see him in a show or anything uh, he absolutely made that show um, everyone was great but he he was phenomenal and he deserves to be on the west end or on something something uh he, he deserves he deserves to be on a on a stage in london mm. or in a film or you, something you guys nice. have been to the watermill right yeah we saw crazy for you oh, there and it was I awesome see. yeah with tom chambers yeah 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 he uh yeah he ran behind us because of so where he went i think he yeah. touched my chair actually yeah Whoa. actually Do you know what my favorite thing i've seen at the watermill was witches of eastwick Mm, nice. I've never seen a bad show at the Watermill. No, so. it's good. But I was um, just saying to so the guy that we were just on about, he did a whole solo. So he started at the front of the stage, ran up the stairs onto the circle, ran to the back, went down the stairs and shot, like ran back through the stalls onto the stage wow. during one whole number. And he gets changed in the same number. Yeah. Um, the Watermill Theatre, if you haven't already pieced it together through various podcast episodes is the theater that i work at um <laughs> and i just like having worked in the box office which is literally right outside the the theater doors to go into the to the actual stalls um the the stage manager i think there's there's the assistant stage managers um they deserve a medal for this show because they have to chase the actors around with costumes and props and musical instruments and open doors for people uh, and they probably do more off stage than the actors do on stage which <laughs> says a lot so uh, if you next next time you go to the theater may, this is turning into a recommendation next time you go to the theater just uh 
take a moment to appreciate everyone else that works there. Yeah. Think, uh, everyone behind the scenes, keeping it all running up front. Yeah, we do appreciate you, especially here at It's All An Act HQ. Thank you. I adore you very much. You. <laughs> so it has come to that time in the show where, unfortunately, we are come to an end and we are going out of your ears for another episode. <laughs> but before we go, we have some recommendations for you. They are recommendations for anything not just theater based just something that we think that you should enjoy so kicking us off is going to be lucy hit it i recommend fluffy slippers oh nice why fluffy slippers because it's getting a little bit chillier now oh nice it really... <laughs> <laughs> i did say it was anything a little bit chilly now. <laughs> i thought it'd be quite warm actually although this is out in october so maybe it is cold now exactly and a pair of fluffy slippers just make you feel cozy and comfy and like you're treading on clouds in your home that's cute imagery fluffy slippers really bring me so much happiness nice lovely (laughs) stepping on fluffy clouds through your house What a picture that painted. Anna, your recommendation, please. My recommendation is an app. App, app. Go on. Um, Called Headspace, um, which nice. is a app uh, that helps you uh, to do it. So it's to do with mindfulness. Um, So it just gives you that time of the day to just kind of really focus on yourself, which I think you need sometimes because sometimes you can get a bit um caught up with life. So it does. And you, you do stuff that suits you so you can do like a three minute session or a 10 minute session. Like it's up to you. You can, so I think there's a trial for about six weeks and then you unfortunately have to start paying, but make the most of the six weeks and it does really help. Um, And you can just uninstall the app and reinstall it again and just do the six week trial again. Cheeky. But yeah, it's really good. Um, And it's helped me a bit just to kind of, you know, make focus and things and help with my brain. Bit of meditation. Yes. There are alternative apps. Once your headspace has finished, um, there are are a few. So I'll uh, I'll send them across to you. Thank you. Tom, your recommendation, please. Well, I was going to go say go and see Tarantino's new film, but I just realised this will be our last episode before Halloween. Halloween. So my rec is going to be getting some PJs, turn the lights off and watch a scary film. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Any film in particular? Um, I'm thinking of The Shining, but I also really want to watch it because I still haven't no, seen the first one yet. So. Thank you. No, uh, not my cup of tea. So who knows? But The Shining, go watch The Shining. Fair enough. Then go. Nice. <laughs> That's my rec. Watch The Shining. I've given you three recommendations. Go and see Tarantino's new film. Watch <laughs> The Shining. And turn the lights off, get in your PJs and watch a scary thing. I mean, <laughs> can I just turn the lights off and get my PJs? As long yeah. as you got your fluffy slippers, I suppose, you'll yeah. be all right. Slippers, when you're wearing pyjamas, are put essential. Put space app mm. on. <laughs> put on the emoji movie. That is terrifying. That's Jazz. bad. Your wreck. Or Sausage Party. Don't ever watch that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not at midnight that is when not you're really re- tired. It's not just not good. At all. No, not agreed. Not very funny. Okay, so my recommendation is an app. And it is called Wow App. 
And unfortunately, wow. you can't access the app without somebody else having access to the app. So I shall put a link in the show notes if you want to get this app and you can go from there. It is just a way of earning a little bit of money. And when I say a little bit, you earn money for unlocking your phone, uh, look, watching videos, playing games, um, and it gives you like a, a cryptocurrency which you can then build up and then you can withdraw that into um, your PayPal or bank account or you can use it to donate to charities and stuff like that. So, so you get money yeah, for being on good. your phone? That yes. Be loaded. Uh, yeah, literally like you're on your phone as it is. Yeah, you surf the internet, then they give you some of their currency which they call like wow coins. Um, do you have to do it like so. in app? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the stuff's done in app, yeah. But um, uh, a lot of it connects to Safari. Well, uh, if you've got an Apple phone. Uh, if you've got an Android phone, it's even better because um, a, the developers have developed it with Android in mind. So, mm. yeah, if you've got an Android-based Android, Android based phone, um, it it's like better for you. Wow. Um, yeah, sort of. Love card points. Yeah, you don't have to spend anything. Well, if you do spend, then you get, yeah. like, coins back. But, yeah, you can get. Um, but instead of spending, you're just unlocking your you phone. Can unlock you can unlock your phone, phone. yeah, play games, watch videos. How much have you earned? Make calls. Um, hang on, I should tell you. Two million pounds. So, um, yeah, we've earned two million pounds, but we're sat here. Billion. Like this now. Billion. One billion dollars. I'd love a billion dollars. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Someone said, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day that said, would you rather have... $15 million right now or £33,000 every week for the rest of your life. And I was like, £33,000 for the rest of my life. That's mm. going to be more than mm. $15 million. And like... You did can a save up for the yeah. big stuff. Yeah, also like, how, you're not you going to blow through... It's anything. not like you go like £15 million, you're like, oh God, I'm going to spend this all in one week. You're giving me grand. i am I'm not going to spend that in a week. It's going to build up, isn't it? No, I, I, I try and spend it. That would be like two weeks. You could have a decent deposit for a house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. That's my wreck. Cool. Get £33,000 every week. Yeah. Yeah. Through Jazz's wow up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so innocent, but it sounds so wrong. It sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I have, an, and I've had it one day and not used it to its full potential at all because you can you can get coinage for reading the news and everything um i've got 0 0.11 of a, a wow coin mm. so, so what's the equivalent of a wow coin to a pound uh so <laughs> what's one, the exchange rate the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's so the exchange rate 100 wow coins gets you 1 dollar mm. oh wow. so that's what 1 pound 10p yeah depending on the exchange on the exchange rate, rate yeah exactly so yeah and so you it's a little bit but yeah. <laughs> it soon adds up i thought that about um sweat coins have got another app sweat coins and yeah, they, but where's that money gone they get you they like give you money whilst you're walking so the amount of steps you do and i've got 1600 sweat coins or something and now they've put um a feature on their app where you can cash out so yeah it's not much but receipt hogs and i'm good using well. my phone i'm getting stuff for it i have another so. recommendation <laughs> save it for next time no i can't it has to be now <clears throat> go on smell anna's hair it smells lush <laughs> bye
Ah. At podcast. If Angeloid Webber listens to this, <laughs> I will eat my hat.